This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Bouquet Toss. Today we are disrupting the stressed out bride archetype. Somewhere along the line, the term bridezilla came along to describe the stressed out bride who's frantically and emotionally agonizing over her wedding plans. Now we know wedding planning can be really tough, but we also know it can and maybe should actually be fun and dare we say stress-free. So today we want to toss the bridezilla stereotype and keep the value of self-care in the wedding planning process, however that looks for you. From exercise to meditation, CBD products and more, with us to discuss how to be the best you during wedding planning is Amanda Getz. Amanda is the founder and CEO of House of Wise, the luxury CBD brand empowering women to give more purposeful intention to their routines so they can take control of their lives. After realizing the potential of CBD in her own life, Amanda made it her mission to source, develop, and provide products to other women that were reliable, trusted, and high quality. Simultaneously, Amanda is focused on being a leader and advocate to break down the stigmas surrounding CBD. Through community and high-quality CBD products, Amanda and House of Wise are empowering women to control their sleep, sex, stress, and wealth. Amanda spent five years at The Knot Worldwide as vice president of marketing. So she's got a wealth of experience in the wedding industry, as well as her career as an international wedding planner. So she's got a lot of different aspects to bring to this conversation. We're super excited to have you here today, Amanda. I'm super excited to be here. This is like two loves of mine coming together. I was in the wedding industry for over a decade. I've planned over 100 weddings. So I'm so glad you guys are trying to crush this kind of archetype and then now building a CBD company. So I'm excited for this. It's amazing. It's a perfect marriage of everything we want to talk about. And so to kick us off, how do you think we got here? Why do you think wedding planning is seen as such a stressful time? So as someone who led marketing at a wedding company, while I was at The Knot, we we spent a lot of time really thinking about how do we put more emphasis on the fact that this is the start of a marriage and not just about the wedding day? Because there's so many things you have to think about, but when you zoom out, the things that you should be thinking about are the ones that kind of get put on the back burner because you're so focused on one single day. And so I do think that you're throwing an event for all the people that you love. And you feel this intensity to use it as a moment to explain how you are as a couple, to to let people in on like your little isms and things that you do together. And then social media amplified all of that with the rise of like Pinterest and, and Instagram and everything that comes along with it. Like I always say as a parent, like I'm, I, I'm a single mom, I have three kids. The 1950s mom to me, she didn't see all the things that other moms in her neighborhood were doing with their kids. Now, when I'm working, I can literally scroll on Instagram and see, oh, so-and-so is doing this cool art activity with their toddler. And you just constantly feel guilt or that you're not doing enough. And that applies to weddings 
where, oh, but this person personalized their napkin ring holder. And like, what should I do for that? And with optionality comes stress and more decisions. And we see how many ways you can personalize the wedding and you feel that pressure to show your guests. And so I do think like those kind of compounding effects led us here. And now it's our job to help people also understand that this is bigger than just the day and self-care and self-love and making sure that your relationship is healthy and that you're doing all the mental health and relational health things are just as important as making sure that you have a cool welcome bag. It's like a mic drop moment. There are so many wonderful things that you just said in that moment of, I feel like channeling, just like so much of the things that we talk about here on the podcast, especially, you know, really focusing on what actually matters to you. And to echo what you said about social media, like we're not just comparing ourselves to the people whose weddings we're actually physically attending anymore. You're literally seeing people who have completely different circumstances, financial means to plan these like epically large and elaborate events, you know, celebrities even, which we've talked about on on the podcast this season. So you're comparing yourself, not just with like your close peers, but with a huge amount of people across the world who have very different circumstances than you. And it can really add to the pressure, I think, for a lot of couples. Agree, 100%. Yeah, I mean, this is something we're dealing with in every aspect of our lives, right? From our haircuts to our jobs to what we're doing on Saturday night, you know, it's it's everywhere. And so, you know, we are talking about wedding specific ways to de-stress, but just kind of in general, what are your favorite ways to deal with all of these pressures and take some of the stress away? So routine is my friend and decision fatigue is real. And talking to people planning a wedding, like that is a real thing. The way I approach, because I have three kids, I have a startup and, you know, I'm single trying to have some semblance of a social life and dating life. The way I think about my day is as robotic as humanly possible. And I time block everything. And I try to limit the amount of context switching that I need to do. So to like take that a step further and explain it further and how it could be applied to someone planning a wedding in my circumstance. I think about things that pop into my head that are related to my kids like, oh, so-and-so hasn't gone to the dentist in so long, or like, I need a dermatologist appointment, or did I call Spectrum about that bill? Like these little things that pop up that just add cognitive weight that stress you out because you're like, I don't have time to do that right now. So I have this power hour that I schedule every single week on my calendar that when I think of one of those things, I throw it in my power hour like list that I have in my notes. And then for that hour or two, I crank out as many of them as humanly possible. Okay. For wedding planning, you can apply a very similar approach, right? If you think of one thing like, oh, I need to call the florist. I forgot to tell them about that. That's going to take away from the thing that you're doing, whether you're at work or you're with your partner. And that takes you out of that moment. And now you're not doing either of those things well. And so I I really, really focus on the intent of my time and trying to be 100% present of whatever I'm doing in that moment, 
so that when I context switch and make that transition, and for me, that transition to usually is from like work mode to mom mode or mom mode to going on a date or going out mode, I try to give 110% to the thing that I'm in is in front of me so that when I move to the next thing, I don't try to keep a foot in both worlds, if that makes sense. So that's a huge part. And then, I mean, shameless plug, but not so shameless. The reason I started House of Wise is because I was going through a divorce. I was leading marketing at The Knot. I had three kids under the age of four and alcohol was really, really affecting me in a negative way. I started to realize and go deeper into like what alcohol does to your body for sleep. Because people are like, oh, I fall asleep so easily when I have my glass of wine. Yeah. But then look at your efficacy of your sleep. How much REM cycles did you get? Because what happens is that sugar kicks in later and it affects the deepness of your sleep. And then the next day, I would have more anxiety attacks when I was drinking the glass of wine or two at night. And we live in a society and TikTok celebrates this where like for mommy wine culture, like it's like considered funny. And what we don't realize is that it has this crazy snowball effect. You have the two glasses of wine at night because you're stressed out and you want to come down from that. Then you don't get good sleep. Then the next day your anxiety is higher and then you can't get anything accomplished. Then that stress adds. And then when stress releases more cortisol levels, your cortisol levels when they're high block your natural melatonin production. So then you're not able to fall asleep the next night. So then you grab that glass of wine again and it is a vicious cycle. And so for me, I think the word sober has taken on this kind of like negative connotation as if like, oh, you had a bad relationship with alcohol. For me, I'm not a hunt. I am, nothing is binary in my life. Everything is on a spectrum, but everything has intention. And so for me, drinking is not a yes or no. I have very clear boundaries for it. I say Sunday through Thursday, I do not drink. I do not have casual drinking. If I want to have a drink, I reserve it for a night where I know that I can like have a like a worse night's sleep or whatever. But I create like subtle boundaries for myself that allows me to just be like, oh, I don't drink on a school. I say it on as a joke. Like I don't drink on a school night. And as a 35 year old woman, people laugh at that. But I'm like, these are the boundaries that I've created so that I can perform my best the next day and allow myself to be fully present in those moments so I don't feel stress and guilt. I mean, I love all of this as truly life advice that everybody can adopt, but to bring it really specifically to weddings, what you're bringing up about boundaries is so important. I think that along with this mommy culture, like drinking wine becoming like a funny thing that people tend to laugh at on social media, so is this idea that you're the bride alone and you're partner is not helping you and you're making calls to your florist at work, you're doing all these vendor payments and things like that while you're like doing 800 things. And it's become something that gets laughed about because it's, you know, it's like relatable humor. But all that's doing is getting us deeper into this cycle of the stressed out bride. And it's not providing any sort of solution. And so I think that boundaries is a big thing. You know, yes, you have to get your wedding planning done, but you really should get 
a schedule together, like your power hour situation and plan out times when you're going to do it, not just allow it to be, oh, you know, get this done whenever you can get it done. Because that also is just what leads to your routine getting all messed up to your levels of anxiety going through the roof. And then ultimately, because you're not actually sitting and planning for when you're going to do wedding planning, it becomes something that's not fun. And then like your entire wedding becomes something that's not fun. Everything you relate to that day is stress. It's feeling like, oh, I had to do all of this. Like what a way to start your marriage with your partner feeling like you're like mad. Yeah, you're resentful. Like that's just, all of it adds up so quickly, like you said. And starting out like from the get-go, figuring out maybe it's one day a week that you decide with your partner, you know, we both have this hour that we can do together. This is when we're going to do it. So even if you do have that moment on another day of the week, when you remember something you forgot to include, you wait until that day comes around the next week to do it. Yeah. I mean, you said so many things that I want to like double click on the first, which is the idea that the woman has to take on all the planning and I'm so thankful to have planned so many LGBTQ plus weddings to see that like that is not necessary and nor does it ever have the best outcome. The happiest couples that I saw and that were enjoying the process were doing everything together. And sure, in a heteronormative sense, does the guy care what color the napkins are and all those things? Maybe not. But when you approach it and you start from the sense of what tasks are we naturally good at? If he's better at like the budgeting stuff and he wants to do that and think about that or paying all the bills, et cetera, great. And she is excited about like picking out colors and doing the floral designs that, okay, But you sit down and have these moments of delegation. Like when in a work environment, would you sit down and start a project and not have roles and responsibilities ironed out with deadlines? I mean, yes, I was a wedding planner. So this is like what I did for couples, but the couples that did it themselves were the ones that were most successful where they're like, put this on the calendar. Tonight is the night that like, I'm doing this, putting like you project manage it so that you don't feel all that burden. And what happens is you do become resentful. And as someone who is divorced, like that resentment continues. And whether you dealt with it after the wedding or not, it does continue. And it sets a precedent that then snowballs into having kids and that you are just assuming responsibility over all of these tasks as like a prime and people can't see my quotes but like primary parent and you're not the primary planner you are not the primary parent this is a a a partnership this is a couple So like, I cannot stress this enough as someone who has been on the other side of that, this is a great time to set those expectations and very healthy boundaries that you will not assume every single responsibility. 
Such good points. Just want to also come back to what you mentioned earlier about decision fatigue. That's something I relate to so much. And especially when it comes to these wedding planning decisions, I mean, you've, you've basically said this, but like, yes, we can imagine a world where maybe partner one, let's say, really doesn't care what color napkins you have. Partner two really does, but also having to make the decision, that's part of the stress. And so being able to share the decision in itself, even if let's say one person cares a little bit more about it, it's the sharing of the decision I think that like levels the playing field. When it comes to your wedding flowers, there's so many things to consider. From colors to flower types to fresh or faux, the options are almost endless. We love dreaming up beautiful wedding bouquets, which is why we teamed up with Solawood Flowers to create our very own Budget Savvy Bride collection. Made from eco-friendly wooden flowers that will literally last forever, we brought the Bouquet Toss podcast logo to life. The deep corals with blush accents and bold greenery make this bouquet absolutely beautiful. Not only can you get the official BSB bouquet, but matching centerpiece arrangements, boutonnieres, accessories, and more. We absolutely love Sola Wood because their designs are not only affordable, but help cut down on waste too. It's seriously amazing what they can do with wooden flowers, and the best part is, you can keep them in your house looking as fresh as they did on your wedding day for years to come. So click the link in our show notes to shop our Solowood collection today. So, you know, now that we've talked a lot about stress, we've talked a little bit about sleep too. I'm wondering in your opinion, what you think most women, and we're going to say women because we're three women and we're going to talk from our experience for now at least, but what do you think most women neglect most when it comes to self-care? I want to say from what we're learning at House of Wise and and what we're seeing the product being purchased the most is sexual health and wellness. Because, so let's like dive into this. When you are stressed, your cortisol levels are high. Cortisol blocks the release, the natural release of, we already said melatonin for sleep, but it also blocks the release of the hormones you need for your libido. We not only deal with that and we, we internalize stress more than men and we take on more I think and then we also have on top of that hormonal cycles which also affect us and it is very easy for us to say that is not an important thing in our lives and when I say sex I'm saying with or without a partner but what people don't realize is that sexual health is not just about having sex it's about creating space for you to have that self-love moment that also acknowledges to yourself that you deserve this time and space to feel pleasure. And we have, and society has not helped us with this, objectified women in so many ways. And that sex is, is only for the enjoyment of their male partner in, again, heteronormative. And so taking back that and incorporating it into as part of your routine because ultimately when you learn about what an orgasm does to you it helps your immune system it helps release oxytocin and serotonin like it does help you de-stress and it is a meditative moment where you are like allowing yourself space to just get out of your head and into your body which 
is really, really hard for us to do when you're planning a wedding or, or doing anything really, because you're taking on so much. And so that was a long-winded answer to say, I think women really put sex, especially when they're going through a stressful chapter, which planning a wedding has been, they put it as like the, when he wants it, that's when we do it. And I think we need to normalize that what the benefits are for you to like experience pleasure. This brings up so much for me <laughs> personally. Uh, I'm currently reading uh, Come As You Are by Emily Nagasaki, I think is her name. Have you read that I book? I've not read that, no. Highly recommend. It dives yeah. into a lot of the science and also just like clinical studies on the different ways that like men and women experience you know, sexual turn on even. The big thing that I'm taking away from where I am in the book right now is is turning off the offs. So like everybody has like a gas pedal and a break when it comes to their sexual arousal state, I guess. And so for women, they find it much harder to turn off the breaks. And so I think, I don't know, maybe you can speak more to this, that CBD probably helps with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So CBD, what happens is, and so our sex gummy is CBD paired with three active ingredients, horny goat weed, ashwagandha, and maca root. But the CBD one is a powerful binding agent and carrier, so it heightens the effects of those three ingredients for efficacy. But what happens with the CBD is it first gets you out of your brain because it creates an overall sense of calm. That kind of activates first, and you can start to get out of where we operate in the head, start to understand, and then you start to feel what the active ingredients are doing to your body, which is increasing blood flow and circulation, which then increases the sensation and stimulation, and then it increases lubrication, which obviously helps. So it's all of those things. But to your point, it's the first thing, the break is always the brain, because you have to be present and in your body. And one of the biggest switches for me in my sexual journey has truly, truly been taking ownership that it's my job to get turned on. It's not someone else's job to turn me on. And for me, especially it, honoring transitions, and I would say brides should really like listen to this as a piece of feedback and advice. Being a mom has taught me that I have to honor the transition state, meaning there is no way I could like put my kids to bed and then go masturbate or go have sex. Like there is no way because... I just had little kids' hands all over me and like hugging and kissing on me. And, and I cannot switch my brain in that way. Nor can a bride go from task delegator talking about budgets and seating charts and, oh, your mom said this and like all that drama that comes with planning a wedding to please touch me and I'm ready to be intimate. And honoring the transition is so, so important. And what I mean by that is coming up with what your transition is to you. And so for me, it's like, I will take a bath, I will take my CBD, I will turn on a different type of music and I will enjoy like, whether it's like skincare routine or just honoring myself and looking at myself in the mirror and being like, okay, you are a sexual being and allowing yourself to get into that headspace so that you can transition. And so I would say that brides really should 
adopt some kind of transition where you create space from whatever you were just doing and then come back into that space after you've transitioned. It sounds so silly, but it really does work. I don't think it sounds silly at all. I think it's a nice way to really put it. You know, earlier on in the conversation, you talked about the idea of context switching when it comes to productivity and managing your schedule for your business, your work, your day-to-day life. But in these cases where you've got your foot in different areas, you've got your foot in like wedding planning world, and then you want to be intimate with your partner or even just like unwind for your day, like having that period of transition seems like a great way to make your mind catch up to the switch in like what you're doing. And by do by doing that, by connecting with your body, I think is really, I just love the way you put that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk about all of this stuff so beautifully. I mean, personally, I'm like, okay, going to order CBD literally like right after this. <laughs> but I think that there's still very much culturally a bit of a stigma when it comes to CBD. I just think a lot of people don't understand at this point what it is. Can you talk a little bit more about the work you're doing to destigmatize CBD? Yeah, one is just talking about and in, in creating products that have active ingredients with CBD as the carrier because CBD alone doesn't make you horny. CBD alone doesn't make you sleepy. There are so many CBD products on the market that like make ridiculous claims that this stuff is going to like cure cancer. And, and you have to understand like it won't. And, and so one, it's, it's all about for me, like product formulation and where am I sourcing from, from a sustainable farm outside of Denver? How am I working with my team of chemists? What ingredients are we putting in, et cetera. Second thing is like, people will be like cannabis and cannabis can create all these different feelings when you say it. Some people have an experience in college where they got high. Some people tried an edible once and had a crazy anxiety attack. Cannabis is a, a very um, like heavy word to people where they have their own experiences. So what people have to understand is a hemp plant and a marijuana plant are the same thing as a cannabis plant. It is when it is harvested. And so marijuana has high THC, low CBD content. THC is the psychoactive part, meaning it gets you head high. The CBD is more of the body high. When you harvest the plant dictates whether it's hemp or marijuana and how much CBD versus THC ratio. And so to be federally legal CBD, it has to have less than 0.3% THC. So all of our products are full spectrum, meaning it takes all of the terpenes and the cannabinoids, et cetera, combined because that actually helps with efficacy. So does House of Wise have a small portion of THC in it? Yes. It is below the 0.3% federally legal limit, which allows us to sell it. And that makes it not marijuana. It is still a hemp plant and it is not enough THC to get you head high. And so we get to ask all these questions like, can I still drive when I take CBD? Can I be around my kids when I take CBD? And it's like, yes, you are not altered in any state. You will feel a sense of calm, but should you take a sleep gummy because we have combined melatonin with CBD? The answer is no, you're going to be very tired within 30 minutes and your body is going to feel that. But so I think people really have, because the word cannabis gets thrown around, CBD is cannabis, 
but it is not marijuana because it doesn't have a high THC count. Thank you for explaining that so clearly. I think that is super important just for everybody to have like a base knowledge of what it is just in general, whether you're going to decide to try it or not. You know, just in our world right now, this is, you know, marijuana is becoming legal in a lot of places. Like this is just something that actually is on like our societal consciousness that is just helpful for anybody to understand. And I also think it's helpful because even if you don't choose to try it, this might be something maybe your partner is looking for or even someone you're close with. And so just having an understanding of it, I just think is an important thing. Absolutely. With all of these amazing options that House of Wise provides and just really all of your wealth of knowledge about de-stressing and self-care, what do you imagine is a good way for a bride like day of what kind of routine might help put them in the best place for this amazing event? One, I think setting an intention for your wedding day is really, really important. And every single bride that I ever spoke to and couple for that matter, I would always say, what do you want your day to feel like? And one of the best pieces of advice that I feel like I would give to couples is that if the reception, like you have one side of the family and then the other side of the family, you have one group of friends and another group of friends and everybody wants to pull you guys apart so that they can be around their friend. And so I would always say, don't let more than like 10 minutes go by without being together because the night goes like this. And so I'd make sure that you, your intention for that day was like to experience that day as much together, watch what they put on, like go, go watch, go stand off the dance floor and allow yourself to watch it like it's a movie because you're gonna see your aunt dancing with your high school friend and you're gonna see these like magical things and you can absorb it a little bit more. So that's number one. Number two is like when you wake up on your wedding day, what is something that will allow you to set the day in this in the right headspace? Make sure that you allow some time to do that thing. For me, on my wedding day, it was to go for a run. Running helps me to decompress. It helps me to think. And then I came back and I allowed no one in my room until I had time to take my bath, to like listen to some music. Because once you start your day with like hair and makeup comes into your room and then a photographer comes into your room, then all of a sudden people are asking you a thousand and one questions about like, where, where do you want me to put this? Do you want this? Whatever. Have you eaten? You're going to get asked a ton of questions and you're going to be in need. And so for the first chunk of your day, for however long that can be, allow yourself to be only needed by you and to be selfish with that time so you can be ready and kind of have that like moment to say, it's about to get crazy, but before I do that, and in meditation, like if you haven't started doing that, like for me, meditation can happen in the bath when I'm just like relaxing and thinking about something. It's just about intentional thinking for me. And so just being intentional about like, this day is going to be wild and awesome. And how am I going to like get in the right headspace for it? So that's, those are like kind of the two bookend things that I think about. I love the idea of taking that step back and watching everything like it's a movie. Like I actually got goosebumps hearing you talk about that. I think that's such a great piece of advice for anyone listening to this and, and really does like help you to 
take that moment and realize like you guys planned this thing and these are all the people who care about you the most and like look at those moments that are happening. Like I just, I love the idea of that so much. Yeah, you've provided so much amazing just context and knowledge and passion. So thank you just so much for sharing all that so generously with us. Before we close out and kind of give everybody an idea of where they can find you and House of Wise, we usually have a fun wedding fact. And this one is that, I didn't know this, but did you know that a new trend, relatively new, probably like a few years, is to actually serve CBD-infused food and drink at your wedding? Amanda's yeah. like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, like, So I was planning weddings before this happened, and like, then when I was at The Knot, I remember it was like, do we write about like having a CBD bar? And it's like, oh, it's a, still a little taboo of like... You know, but now it's really picking up steam because the alcohol movement, like not everyone wants to drink, but they want to feel good and relaxed. And I do think that having CBD infused mocktails and food, et cetera, like gummies, we've, we've seen some brides, one, have their like, have everybody take a sex gummy before going out for their bachelorette party, which is just a fun thing to do. And it's like, you're not going to like orgasm walking down the street. It just puts you in a fun headspace. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with this trend because it also shows people that they don't have to drink and that you're being mindful of that for them. And then the last thing I will say that people haven't started talking about, but I believe they should, is CBD for hangovers. Because your anxiety goes up when you have been drinking, the next day you experience the like anxiety of drinking. And so if you're not thinking about CBD as part of like your post-partying, you should because it actually does help a lot of people. That's a good tip. Yeah, I also wanna say like for reference, I found this on Martha Stewart. Dot com, like an article about this. So clearly this is being done. This is entering out of the taboo area. Um, one thing that we should just note, you should not mix the CBD with alcohol. So if you are going to be serving, you know, a CBD infused drink, it should be non-alcoholic. I thought this was super cute. Like instead of doing a signature cocktail, some people have been opting to do a signature CBD infused drink, which is just, how cool is that? So fun. I love that. Yeah, I would say if it's on Martha Stewart, then it's probably pretty mainstream. But then again, Martha does hang out with Snoop Dogg, so. Well, Martha has a CBD line. Let's just be very aware. She does? Oh, yeah. It was strategically put there. Yeah, that that one is self-serving for sure, but yes. Busted. Well, speaking of, we want to know more about where we can get House of Wise products learn more about you. So give us, you know, the rundown of where we can find you. Yeah. So houseofwise.co is where you can go check out the products. Again, we have sleep, sex, stress, and we are launching our newest line strength, which is a pre-workout to help the woman get the most out of like a 45 to 60 minute workout with all those like caffeine jitters and all the stuff that comes with what's on the pre-workout market. So it's CBD with 60 milligrams of caffeine plus beetroot juice, which helps bring oxygen more effectively to your muscles so you don't fatigue as fast. So excited about our fourth 
product line coming out. And then if you are interested in buying CBD for your wedding, we do do bulk orders and shipments through Bulletin. So that is one way to do it. And so just contact us at info at houseofwise.co and we'd be happy to hook you guys up with discounts and bulk discounts if you want to order it for welcome bags, etc. Um, and you can follow me if you want to see more behind the scenes of my crazy life as like a founder and mom that's on Instagram. It's just gets AM or I share a lot of the like building a company on um, Twitter. Yes. Amanda is a very, very wonderful Twitter follow. Highly recommend. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. It was amazing talking to you today. I love this. I, I, I'm so excited that you guys are doing this. So thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community. Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, and we look forward to chatting again soon.